Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 27th of August 2021. They include the return of Roman Britain period drama Britannia on Sky Atlantic and Now TV and the Britbox music documentary Feel the Noise, the music that shaped Britain. And we'll also be looking at the return of Apple TV fantasy drama C, set in a world without sight, and bidding a fond farewell to zombie favourite The Walking Dead on Disney+. But first, Ian, what is in the news? In the Netflix film Dog Gone, do you see what they've done there? (laughs) Which is based on a true story. Uh, Rob Lowe will play a father who tries to mend his broken relationship with his son when they trek the Appalachian Trail in search of their missing dog. Yes. What else is in the news, Hannah? (laughs) Well, something slightly different, but Vince Vaughan, or we do like Vince Vaughan, remember when he was... uh... He was hanging out with, uh, oh, you know, I've been watching Friends all week. I want to call her Rachel. I mean Jennifer Aniston. Do you remember those days? It makes me feel very old. But anyway, the actor will head to the cast of Apple TV Plus's drama Bad Monkey. And it's adapted from Carl Hiasson's novel about a former detective turned restaurant inspector in Florida who becomes embroiled in a very sinister investigation um, after a severed arm is discovered. Yeah, really. Yeah, and mm. that is a health violation in the kitchen environment. I believe so. Believe so. so. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good week this week. <laughs> I'm quite keen on all our selections, particularly the first one, which is the return of the brilliantly bonkers Roman Britain period drama Britannia on Sky Atlantic. So brace yourselves. <laughs> Here's a clip. May the gods speak. All the chosen suffer and all must play their part perish or transcend do you accept it why me so for those who have not watched this series so far and i highly recommend it it's co-created by the playwright jess butterworth and it's set in raymond britain and it's been following the story of this Roman general, Aulus Plautius, played by the wonderful David Morrissey. So he's arrived in Britannia and he's facing warring Celtic tribes, mysterious druids who practice magic in his bid to basically conquer this, this furthest part of the Roman Empire. Mackenzie Crook, people will have seen playing not one, but just two druids uh, with some phenomenal uh, prosthetics. As I say, Morrissey is the general, and as we rejoin the action in this third series, Sophie Okanedo, who is cropping up in quite a few things at the moment, she turns up at his villa in Verulamium, which of course we now know as St Albans, as Aulus's wife, Hempel. Now, she's quite a character. She comes with this uh, entourage of acolytes. She's got this menagerie of weird pets, and she's got some unusual hobbies, including uh, orgies and cannibalism. So what, what I, I, there's lots to love about this series. It's very hard to describe the, the, the kind of vibe of it. You just have to watch it. What I, what's particularly good about it is the way that it sort of mixes up the modern vernacular with this period. So it, like in episode one, Aulus is saying that recent events have 
left him feeling like a complete twat. So that's the way they mix it up. It's got a lot of comedy in it. It's got um, Julian Rintuck plays a very funny Celtic character who's he's been through all sorts of trials so far. And in this, he's being initiated as a druid and they've given him the druid name Quant. So if you find that funny, which I do, you will find lots to enjoy, uh, including orgies galore and all sorts in this returning series. And you can catch up with series one and two on uh, Now TV, of course. Now, is this, uh, are you into Roman Britain? Is this your kind of thing, Hannah? <laughs> do you like a bit of history? I think you'll find it. Yeah. Um, you know what? It isn't something that I would normally kind of, you know, veer towards, but the humorous part of this, I think, makes it sort of, it's not more palatable because that makes it sound rude that it's not palatable at all because of course it is and, and Mackenzie Crook is absolutely brilliant but it's more the fact that the comedy part of it is what keeps me engaged so you kind of you know it, to me it's kind of a, a different sort of spin on things really and I and yeah so I yeah I'm in I'm in for it you're surprised to hear that aren't you I am surprised and there's also there's almost like a Lord of the Rings vibe to this series as uh, Kate, who is sort of like the chosen one who supposedly will defeat the Romans, and that's why both sides are trying to kind of gain control over her, she goes on this quest uh, with a group of various mismatched people to find uh, this this spear, which uh, has great powers. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on, so we want to move on to the <laughs> next... We want to move on to the next thing. It's a fantasy series returning to Apple TV called C. The mighty Baba Voss, a fearless warrior in a world without sight. Everyone close to you always ends up suffering. Now it's your turn, brother. Yes, it is. So being Apple TV, this is a big production and I think it's set in Vancouver. The, the set is absolutely beautiful i mean it's just amazing um so even if you're not kind of into your fantasy drama then just 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 watch for a bit because it's absolutely brilliant so as you say this is the sort of second outing for this and anybody who thinks they might want to watch this i i suggest you have a look at the first series because although you can come into it late and you will catch up it kind of sets the scene so um it's set in the future where a, a virus has ravaged the earth and it's it's left humans without the ability of sight so that's that's kind of in the first season but towards the end of that first season we see children being born with the ability to see so instead of that being seen as remarkable and amazing and thank goodness we're getting our sight back they sort of think it's a bit of witchery and witchcraft and what you know what what what's going on here why can they see so um this series uh, season two it begins with war brewing now the kind of the main character is jason jason momoa and um, he returns as baba voss the 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 main part really he plays um the father um figure who adopts um a couple of twins and they do have the gift of sight so they could change the world and I suppose that's where the fear comes from because of course when you can't see you know that, that's a very different place to then some of you being able to see now I don't know if I'm being too sort of judgmental with this but I just felt that the, the whole part of not seeing didn't seem very very realistic um you know I'm not most people I think that who 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 struggle to see or are blind, they will 
utilise their other senses very, very well. And I didn't feel that that felt very authentic in this. But as I say, perhaps I was kind of looking too too deep because actually the whole um, the setting the the rest of the story probably takes over but I got a bit hooked, I got a bit hooked up on that and it kind of irritated me a bit but anyway so we're in a we're in a big war now um it's very very aggressive it's very very violent um but Jason I think he's really really good in it and I think that as I say if you do like the idea of this I think it is very sensible to watch season one um first something for you Ian yeah, I agree. You must watch season one, otherwise you'll just wonder what on earth is going on. <laughs> I think you're right in that, for instance, there are these huge battle scenes where, where blind people are fighting each other. And w- what's quite interesting about season one is is how they show how people have coped with, with the loss of sight, how, how society operates. So joining in season two... Dave Batuista, who played Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I've got a bit of interesting trivia for you, Hannah, about this. It's from one of the creators of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Odd, isn't Is it? it? That's quite an odd fact. Now, as you say, there's, I think... There's a lot of weirdness. There's some, there's some fun facts here, actually, generally, because I was looking up about this, and apparently it's the producer of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, oh. and it's also the creator of Peaky Blinders. Wow. Well, so in fact, thrown a lot, thrown a lot at this. As <laughs> as you say, the backdrops, uh, wonderful landscapes, look beautiful. It is very visceral, isn't it? I mean, it's quite macho and tough and visceral, mm. and and certainly sort of the opening scene of episode one of the new run. There's, there's some particularly nasty <laughs> deaths. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did enjoy. I thought it was interesting, and there are funny little touches. Like, I mean, it all looks quite sword and sandals in a way, but because this is a sort of post-apocalyptic type thing there are still echoes of of the past societies including the music that that they used to listen to so yeah i think if you're into the fantasy genre there is a lot to enjoy in this um but yeah as we say uh, don't try starting off with season two because you'll just be very very confused <laughs> it's time for us to bid farewell to the long-running horror series the walking dead which will be playing out its final season on disney plus and here is a clip we were all strangers who would have just passed each other on the street before the world ended now we mean everything to each other from atlanta to my daddy's farm to the prison So remember way back when, Hannah, The Walking Dead first shuffled onto our screens, it was Andrew Lincoln, of course, the British actor who played Egg in This Life. I'm showing my age there. He starred as this lawman, Rick Grimes, who who woke up in hospital to discover that, yes, there was a big zombie apocalypse going on. So that was in 2010. Since then, thousands of zombies have been... uh, 
killed in various ingenious ways. But there have been guest stars including David Morrissey, who played a character called the, the Governor, Samantha Morton as Alpha. We've followed these survivors in, in diff- various different settlements. It's very much one for fans of the genre, I think. I mean, you know, people who are into zombie movies and, and TV series are really into them, you know. When I watch it, I kind of get bored with all the zombie killing. But wh- why this series has endured, I think, is that it's also very character-driven. So at the end of the last season, there was a really good episode that sh- followed the backstory of this character called Negan. And and this is what they do. It kind of puts flesh on the bones. It's not just people going around slaughtering zombies. It's also about relationships and communities. So fear not, although this is the last series of the original Walking Dead, there are spin-offs in the pipeline. There have already been a couple of spin-offs, but there are other spin-offs in the, in the pipeline, including one featuring the characters Daryl and Carol. There's also going to be a Rick Grimes movie trilogy, a Tales of the Walking Dead anthology series. So, yeah, there's going to be plenty more to get your teeth into. I'm going to stick my neck out here, Hannah, and say, I don't think you watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't know how you'd guess that. If I turned around and said, do you know what, I'm a mass- huge fan, you'd be so shocked, wouldn't you? You'd be so shocked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm not a great fan of post, you know, apocalyptic horror television series like this, to be okay. honest with you. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's exactly that. It's For me, it's, it's not credible, it's not believable, and I can't get myself into the world <laughs> where it could even be believable and credible, and so therefore... Just yeah, it's a write-off for me. But you know what? I'm a, I'm sure that I am in the minority because this has been a thing for very very long. And like you said, it's going to be a serious amount of spin-off. So it's it, I mean, it's relatively niche, but there's a big following, and I, and I understand. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately for you, <coughs> when there is a zombie apocalypse, um, you won't know what to do because you might have been watching the series. No, I've but had it. I'll give you a few. I'll give you some pointers. <laughs> now, our last offering this week is a music documentary on BritBox. Hannah, tell us all about it. Yeah, it's called Feel the Noise, the music that shaped Britain. And um, anyone that listens to our podcast will know that both you and I are big fan of music documentaries. And um, this is sort of a music documentary with a difference. A lot of the documentaries we've been looking at have been quite specific to one person and you feel like you get to know the character because obviously the whole thing is, is about them and you feel like you come away with knowing something about them. This is slightly different. So the idea of this is that, it's, is that it provides a sort of definitive account Count of the musical, the sort of the key musical and cultural explosions which have, um, I suppose, rocked Britain through the decades, and it, and it speaks to a number of different people, and it kind of scratches the surface. I like it; it's upbeat. You, you know, you hear, you know, the music's nice. That there's nothing not to like about this at all. Um, of course, my mum will be very pleased because Sir, Sir Cliff Richard makes a little appearance right there. Um, you've got Noddy Holder, Sean Ryder, Gary Kemp, and they talk about the part they played. So you do you do learn a little bit about each one, but it's much more... It, it's broad. It's broad brushstrokes, I suppose. Um, but if you do like a music docu- documentary, then I think you'll enjoy this in the same way that I did, although I think I probably prefer ones that are very specific to one person um, or one band because you you can scratch a little bit further beneath the surface where you don't quite so much in this, but there's a lot of people around them that worked with them. So I think you do come away with something. What do you think, Ian? I agree with you in that it's 
it's rattling through a lot because it's it's sort of starting at rock around the clock let's say and 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 as you say the early years of cliff and it's going all the way through to Britpop and trying to sort of take in all the different British music movements between those periods, which is a big ask. Uh, they've got loads of famous faces on board, as you say. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Annie Nightingale, the DJ, with her big hair. And yeah, they're putting it in the context of youth movements, class, uh, sexuality, the arrival of festivals. I didn't really feel I learned that much that I wasn't aware of. And, and some of the footage, you know, I had seen before. But I love music documentaries. So, yes, I did enjoy this. I'm glad I watched it. Now, I've just got time to point you in the direction of another big release mm. on Disney+. Plus which is a film called Vacation Friends, which is available on Friday, 27th of August. It stars WWE wrestler John Chenna, who is in the new Fast and Furious movie, by the way. And it's about two couples who are sort of thrown together on holiday and, um, yeah, quite interesting developments <laughs> when they become friends. We've reached that point where we reveal all about your binging habits of the last week, Hannah. So what have you been watching? Well, I've had a pretty busy week, but... Um... With all the gossip, shall we call it gossip, the hot gossip of um, Jennifer Aniston and J David Schwimmer um, apparently reuniting, uh, according to sources, uh, getting very friendly again, I thought I'd have a little closer look at Friends once again, because it never dates, does it? Okay. Well, I've got one for sports fans, specifically Basketball fans, if you enjoyed The Last Dance, which was terrific. On Netflix, there's something called Malice at the Palace, which is all about this uh, notorious brawl that took place at a basketball game between the Pacers and the Pistons, and fans and players got stuck in. The footage is amazing, and they talk to sort of the key players in, in, in that and find out what the fallout was. Also... Uh, in the context of the whole Afghanistan crisis at the moment, there's a very good film, documentary film from Adam Curtis available on iPlayer called Bitter Lake, which puts that in context going right back to um, what happened in the wake of World War Two and America's bid to control the oil supply. Anyway, it's brilliantly put together. It's quite complex and quite long, but well worth a look, I think. And it's an am amazing archive footage in that as well. We've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, on Disney+, Plus, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez and Martin Short play amateur sleuths in comic whodunit Only Murders in the Building. And Danny Mays and Stephen Graham reunite as the buddy cop comedy Code 404 returns to Sky Comedy. So we look forward to those and others. But in the meantime... <laughs> 